0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Hey now, Semper Good afternoon. Welcome into the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. It is LSU Game Day at 6 p.m. taking on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Right here on the home of the Tigers, WWL, along with former LSU quarterback Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. Our mortgage financial talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. I got to tell you, I'm in a great mood. Obviously, it's LSU game day. They've been off for two weeks because of the pandemic. Couldn't play against Florida. Had an ugly, inexplicable loss to Missouri the week prior. But a pump for them to get back on the field. No Miles Brennan this week. TJ Finley is going to be the quarterback, a true freshman out of Ponchatoula. We'll dive into that in a little bit. But it, it, I was really, I guess, excited. And some people are going to yell and scream at me on the text line. Whatever. I don't care. But I was excited at the idea that as I'm driving into work and I'm driving through the CBD, I made two passes right around downtown just to see how vibrant. With the new, you know, relaxed openings that is now going on in New Orleans, there are people that are practicing social distancing, but still participating in local these local restaurants and businesses that in, are in dire need of their their uh, their customers and their patrons coming in there. So, what I'm saying is that I, I'm seeing a little life in the city for the first time since March, and it made me feel really, really good. And I understand the pandemic's real. I get all that. But just to see the city have a little life in it was really, really uh, exciting for me. Herb Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback, I, I, I know that you know, we we have a real pandemic on our hands, but I was just moved by that, just to see a little bit of life. It was very encouraging.
3: Well, look, you know, man, it's always good to to see life happening, right? At the end of the day, you want to be able to enjoy what, what God's given us and, and and to be able to be fruitful with it. And to be able to take care of it as well. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you still have to be safe. Like you said, there's still a pandemic going on. But if you're practicing all of the CDC guidelines, uh, you know, and all the the top infectious diseases, uh, doctors, uh, I guess their orders, if you will, wearing masks, um, social distancing, washing your hands, not touching your face, all these different things can actually help and that's what's actually been creating uh the soft openings as you as you will you know you, it's crazy but as we look at this thing man throughout the country we're seeing spikes in all of the states that are not doing those things but here in Louisiana uh you know since we've been as extra careful as we have been we're holding steady and getting better uh so that's good that's good to see and i'm i'm with you man i'm with the small businesses uh having an opportunity to be open and, and to, to take care of patrons and to ensure that they can thrive and and make some money and be able to pay their workers and all of that stuff. Because what happens is that money recycles back into the community. And that's a great thing for us. So I'm happy to kind of see the soft opening as well.
2: Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. How are you, man?
3: I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed, man. Just trying to stay COVID free and enjoying uh, a, a beautiful day to day, man. It's a great day for football. I'm here in Baton Rouge and, I think it's going to be a wonderful night tonight. Uh, it won't be football weather, but it's going to be fun. We'll see. We'll see. TJ
2: TJ Finley getting the start. Miles Brennan banged up. Um, I saw. I don't know if you saw him in high school. I saw TJ Finley at Ponchatoula. First, let me just say this: This is a grown man as a true freshman. Yeah. This is a yeah. grown man. It's a big, big boy. Six foot six, six foot seven, two forty. The ball comes out of his hand kind of effortlessly. Um, and I think, Herb, we're going to see both quarterbacks, but uh, T.J. Finley is going to get the start. What have you seen from him? What do you know about him that you can relate to the listener?
3: Well, you know, first and foremost, he's an imposing figure, right? Um, when he uh, when, when you just see him, when he gets off the bus, like you said, he's a big guy. He's got a big, strong arm. Um, he can see the field just as, as good as anybody else, and his height actually helps him. And he's been that tall for quite some time which is good. It's not like he just spurted up over the last year and a half or so. He's been, as long as I can remember, he's been 6'4", 6'5", since, since 10th grade, 9th grade. And I've been watching him uh, a lot uh, when he was coming up through Ponchatoula because Coach Hank Tarany is a good friend of mine, and he was telling me all about him. And, look, his time has come. Um, I think Coach O and the staff has uh, has, has really done a, a great job of evaluating these guys, uh, T.J. and Max, um, since they came in in the spring. And that's something that's really going to be uh, fun to see, uh, see these guys actually get a chance, and opportunity to, to be able to play um, today. And, you know, the biggest thing that they have to do is not try to do too much. They just got to get out there. Whoever starts, whoever plays, whatever, I know TJ's going to start, but don't try to overdo it. And just remember that it's just football right it's just football it the only thing changes is the speed of the game and you got you got you know 11 guys on each side of the field that are going to be the best that's best that you've seen uh, uh you know when you were the best player on the high school team there's going to be 11 of them on the field at uh, 22 on the field at one time so that's the biggest thing for me is that he just stays calm and, and just understands the game and just really really play within himself and then let the playmakers make the plays
2: Herb, for T.J. Finley, we'll get to the defense later on. we got plenty of time. I would imagine the game plan is going to be early on, hey, get the running game going, but also give him some high-percentage completion um, plays, right, some short passes to get his confidence up, get his completion um, percentage high so he can kind of gradually get down the field later later on in the game.
3: Well, I mean, you know, that's always the cliche to, to say and to do the biggest thing is the difference that what's different about this team, I think is this offense, this offense, uh, it, it, uh, you know, it naturally has those types of uh, plays in the system. Um, and then he can, I think he can make every throw that there is. The toughest throw for him is, is, is going to be the touch pass, uh, you know, a nice soft floater with a guy that's dragging across the field um, that he can, that, that's a catchable ball and that is not coming hundred miles an hour. Um. yes, get him started with some, you know, some, some, some short passes, but also allow him to run the offense. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's the, the biggest thing is, is to build confidence is not just to, to, to throw a short pass, but throw a short pass that's within the natural uh, scheme of the offense, not go out of our way to make things different. Let's not, let's not go too pedestrian with our offense because we have a, a, a freshman quarterback. Let's see what he can do. I mean, we're, where are we right now? We're one and two, right? Nobody expects us to do anything for the remainder of the season. When you listen to all these national publications and all of these guys that are talking certain things, but at the end of the day, we have a very talented team that can play with anybody. It's just a matter of fact when, or it's just a matter of when that light's going to click. Uh, not only defensively but for this young, uh, uh, one of these two young quarterbacks that's going to play today. So I agree with you. I think it needs to be short passes, something that's going to really uh, gain some confidence for him, but it needs to be within the natural confines of the offense.
2: For those that don't know much about T.J. Finley, let me just remind you of something. Hank Tierney has been a triple option guy nearly his entire coaching life. Triple option. He changed. Yeah, and he changed it when T.J. Finley... Showed yeah. up on campus. He changed his entire yeah. offense. It shows you a just how talented T.J. Finley is with his arm.
3: Yeah, man. Look, the kid threw for a total of seventy-two hundred yards in high school. Um, I mean, it's 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 crazy. He you know he had four hundred thirty-two completions out eight hundred and fifty-one passing attempts. It's 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 just the guy is just uh, he's a natural quarterback that that just uh you know that just makes. Really good decisions, which is why Hank Terney believed in him so much to be able to uh, uh, change his whole offensive scheme uh, uh, as a high school coach. And um, I think, it's, I think it, it's a testament to him. I mean, the kid threw 57 touchdowns throughout his career, um, 22 interceptions. Uh, his long was 95 yards. Uh, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, the kid's got a, a cannon of an arm. And the other thing, too, that Hank Terney has always said about him is the fact that the kid is a leader. And he's been there. He's been a starter since his sophomore year. So you got to know that he's a leader uh, to be able to lead a group of guys to, 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 to be successful in the football game. So it's going to be really fun to watch and see exactly how it translates from high school to, to, to the SEC and, and major Division one football. But I really think he's going to do a decent job today. I really do.
2: Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, we are just getting started here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Jeff Palermo is next. This is WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, along with former LSU quarterback, Herb Tyler, number 14. I'm Christian Garrick. We welcome in now Jeff Palermo, WWL.com columnist. Jeff, how are you? Good, guys. How are you guys doing today? Good. Thank you. Um, I'm good. It's, it's TJ Finley today getting the start as a true freshman for a banged-up Miles Brennan, LSU taking on a South Carolina, who all of a sudden have ripped off two straight wins. It looked like Will Muschamp was going to be the first coach fired this year, and here they are uh, surging a little bit.
1: Yeah, they are, and uh, they probably feel like this was a good opportunity to come into Tiger Stadium and get a win. I mean, LSU's doing a lot of soul-searching, obviously starting a freshman quarterback. Um, you don't really know what's uh, going on with LSU's defense right now. It's just it's been really a mess uh, outside. Obviously the the Vanderbilt game, but the the two losses was about as bad as LSU can play on, on defense. And South Carolina has to be feeling good. I mean, they beat a an Auburn team who um, I, I don't think is as probably as good as maybe we thought heading into the season. But it's still a nice win for Coach Will Muschamp. And um, so yeah, I, I think. Uh, South Carolina really feels like they got a chance uh, to come into a 25% filled Tiger Stadium and lead with a victory.
2: Jeff, you, you've seen a lot of high school football, in particular um, with T.J. Finley. Just your thoughts on, on him as a, as a player and how much success do you think he'll have today?
1: Well, uh, I mean, he was a guy that can uh, certainly uh, sling the football around. I mean, he's got a strong arm. Uh, the ball comes out of his hand well. Uh, he wasn't uh, the, uh, very mobile. Um, if, if you got some pressure on him, uh, guys were able to get to him. Now, he's, he's lost some weight. Uh, he's probably lost about 20 pounds um, since uh, the spring. I think it helped that he was actually, not only was he with the team in, in the springtime, but he was with the team during December because he graduated early from Ponchatoula. So he's been able to be around the team quite a bit. Uh, but still, I, I think it's it, it's just very difficult for a true freshman quarterback to start in the SEC. So, I know a lot of people make the comparisons uh, to Jamarcus Russell. You know, based on the last time you know that I've seen T.J. play, uh, I almost throw maybe more of a Zach Mettenberger comparison to it and just that it's a big guy who can sling the football, but not the most mobile guy. But let's see. Uh, he's lost some weight, probably added a little bit more of agility. We'll see if he's a... He's got a little bit more mobility back there and can make some things happen
2: Jeff if I have told you four weeks into the season that lSU would would be ranked lower in total defense than Vanderbilt what would you have told me
1: <laughs> uh, boy what happened
2: <laughs> and
1: um, you know I mean it, it's 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 bad it's it's and, and I don't th- this is a tough game coming up here today to figure out what you're actually going to see you, you don't know what you're going to get with T.J. Finley. You don't know what you're going to get with this defense. Uh, You know, Ed Orgeron talked about it during the offseason about how this defense was going to be simpler uh, than what they had with Dave Aranda, and guys were going to be more aggressive. Well, now they're asking them to simplify it even more. I mean, it was supposed to be simpler than it was a season ago. And the last time that Ed Orgeron told his coordinator to simplify something, it was Matt Canada. And that and that didn't get any better. So, I don't I I, I – I, we'll see. I mean, there's no doubt that LSU's got talent on defense. There's no doubt that LSU's got talent on offense. But for some reason, it's just not clicking. Now, this is a little bit better of a matchup for LSU defensively. Um, there's a reason why a lot of defenses play, you know, three-man fronts nowadays is because of all the spread offenses. LSU went back to a four-man front under Bo Pelini. Well, you're not facing necessarily a spread offense today. It's more of a pro-style offense. So maybe the 4-3 defense that Bo Pelini is going to put on the field tonight will have more success than what we saw when LSU lost to Mississippi State in Missouri.
2: Jeff, I want you to jump in here as well, Herb. I'm looking at the overall defensive uh, ranking standings, overall uh, total defense, and I'm even seeing Alabama at 63. So my question now becomes, and I think Nick Saban said this earlier in the week, that it's shifted, it's changed. You're winning now with offense than more than defense. Do you guys think we're seeing that shift?
1: I think you're winning more with a dynamic quarterback. That's for sure. Uh, I, I think, and that's what it's what it's always been. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm watching them the, the uh, Auburn and Ole Miss game, and, and both teams are kind of going up and down the field, 21-21. There's not much defense, and you know the you you really uh, teams in the SEC or Power Five schools really can't. You know the time that they can really kind of boost up their rankings is when they get the opportunity to play. You know the Middle Tennessees of the world and the North Texases of the world and they can really have a really good defensive game and that can that can help them. But now you're going up against especially you know Alabama. You just mentioned them as far as their total defense is 67. Well. You're, you're now facing really good offenses every week. so uh, And you can't play Vanderbilt every week in the SEC. So you're going to be giving up some yards. You're going to be giving up some points in this league uh, because you just don't have the opportunity to kind of uh, boost your statistics, if you would, playing a, a group of five school.
3: Herb? Yeah, I mean, you, you, if you think about it, you look at the game from last week with South Carolina and Auburn. I mean, that was, uh, you know, both Knicks did not play well in that game. And uh, But Auburn was still in the game. So, with that being said, what do you think about Colin Hill coming in here? Uh, he was 15-24 for 144 yards, one touchdown, one intercept. Uh, I, you know, I just don't – hopefully we don't see something that we saw against Mississippi State in Missouri where we let some, some newer-named guys just come in and just kind of do whatever they want to on defense. So, do you think this is a week that we can, we can kind of get back on track, if you will, or get on track? as a defensive squad for LSU, we had two weeks off, but we didn't have two weeks to prepare for South Carolina. Because as you remember, we prepared for Florida the week before. It was late in the week when they decided to to cancel the game due to COVID reasons. But with, with I guess, a week and a couple, three days or so to prepare for South Carolina, do you think this defense will be much better than we were a couple weeks ago?
1: I think it's going to be better, um, and I think you know not only uh, does it give it an opportunity to, to rest uh, a little bit, uh, but get a guy like Neil Farrell a little bit more in shape. Um, get, a, get Glenn Logan, who missed the first two games, get him a little bit more in the rhythm. Uh, now he's got at least a game under his belt. Maybe he'll feel a little bit more comfortable out there. Um, I, I think. I think just because of of the matchup in this game, I think LSU will look better. I mean, if they, if they were coming in here today and playing, I don't know, if they, if they were coming in today and playing Alabama or, heck, even Ole Miss, a team that's going to spread it out and do a lot of different things from you, I don't know if we would see a better defense. But I think this matches up a little bit better for LSU. Um, now, if they're not, you know, when South Carolina runs the ball and their ball carrier is going down the field five yards without getting hit, going to be a long day and we saw a lot of that in the missouri game missouri had its way when it wanted to run the football now maybe it makes a difference one thing i'm kind of interesting uh, one thing that i'm really interested to see we've heard about personnel changes so how is this defense going to look a little bit different personnel wise are you going to see certain guys playing in a different position or guys that you really haven't seen the first three weeks of the season will you see more of them today i think that might be something that uh and who knows? That might be once they find the right combination of guys out there. And I think the other thing that maybe you might see a little bit more of, or I guess probably less of, is not so much of the personnel changes, uh, guys coming in, shuffling out. You know, find your 11 to yeah. 13, 14 guys that you want yeah. to go with, and just leave them out on the field. And again, you're going up against the offense that's not going to go from you know four wide, stand down to a you know two back. Uh, they, they'll they'll shift up the formations. There's no doubt about that. But again, they're not going to be spreading you out where you're going to have to go uh, to different personnel all the time. So that might help out uh, LSU as well.
2: Who would have thought that Tulane would have uh, would be ranked higher in total defense ahead of <laughs> LSU and ahead of Alabama? I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it,
1: it's a different world in the college football nowadays. I mean, so you, you literally you you literally got to win. You got to you got to score 35, 40 points to win. I mean, that, that's kind of your goal every every day now.
2: It's turning into yeah. arena football. It really is Yeah, uh, in a lot of ways. Jeff, how do you see this matchup shaking out?
1: Well, as I said earlier, guys, it's just so hard to judge. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get with the freshman QBs. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get out of this LSU defense. I think it's going to be better. I, to, Well, to, to be honest with you, I don't know how worse it can really get for LSU, right? I, I mean – I They gave up 600 yards in passing offense the last time they played state. And then a a winless Missouri team just absolutely embarrassed them uh, a couple weeks ago. So it can't get any worse. So it's going to get better. I mean, can this offense, can they get the ground game going? Can they get Chris Curry going? Can they get John Emery going? Can they do something to kind of take the pressure off, maybe um, have a little bit more of a uh, the, the problem is nobody can guard Terrace Marshall. So you throw him the football, boom, he scores from 60 yards out. You put your defense back on the field and you can't get your running game going. So, well, mm-hmm. I agree with Coach O. You can't uh, really put a lot of the blame on the offense and the fact that they're not running the ball. But I think they would like to grind out a few more drives here tonight, uh, win the time of possession battle, keep their defense off the field. See if their defense can force some turnovers. I mean, that's that was that's kind of, been kind of a saving grace for them in both the Missouri and Mississippi State losses. They were they've been able to force some turnovers. See if they can keep that magic going and uh, come away with the victory. But it could be uh, you know a high scoring affair. I said you know winning scoring 35 points. It, it might be that kind of a game. They might win this game like 35-28 something like that. If you know TJ Finley and Max Johnson play good and don't you know turn it over four or five times tonight.
2: Right. Jeff Palermo, wwl.com columnist Herb, you got anything else for Jeff? No, sir. Jeff, thanks for the time, man. <laughs> Appreciate it.
1: All right, guys. You have a good one. All
2: right. Herb, yeah, I want to I want to go back. I want to pick your brain on this um I want to go back to the Missouri uh, loss. Yep. And you got three opportunities from inside the one yard line, not one quarterback sneak.
3: Why? Yeah. I, you know, it's mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they they don't feel comfortable with miles running the quarterback sneak. Um, not quite sure what that's, what that's about, but I do, I do think that, you know, it, it, do, it came down to that particular possession, which I think it was two runs with Tyron uh, Davis price. And then uh, a, a little short pass to the left that was batted down. And then the out route to, uh, 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 oh, man, uh, Terrence Marshall that, that was batted down by the defensive back who made a great play now, I'll go through that whole series with you. The first two plays, the two running plays to Tyron Davis-Price were the exact same play. Missouri was waiting on that. Now, that that other little play was open. If if Miles could get the ball over the defender's hand, then you may have an opportunity to run the ball into the end zone. Now, the fourth play, the ball came out of Miles' hands just a tad bit too late. Had he thrown it a fraction of a second earlier – and hit Terrence on the break, it would have been a touchdown. I'll say that. Now, with that being said, we also, at the end of the day, we gave up 406 yards passing to Missouri. Uh, we also gave up 200 yards rushing as well. So, with that with that being said, we only had 63 yards rushing, and we attempted to rush 20 times. There's no way we should ever attempt only 20 rushes in the game. Uh, now, we threw, we threw 48 pass attempts. So it did not actually come down to that particular series or that that you know that series at the end of the game, but it did. If we, I think that we had four rushes in the first half. There's no way we should do that, especially coming off a game that uh, John Emory had uh, the week before, where I think he rushed for 120 yards or so, something like that. So um, I think we didn't put ourselves in the best situation offensively when it comes to being balanced. Now Miles had a great game, 29 48. 29 of 48 for 430 yards, four touchdowns. And what I've always looked at for him is no interceptions. It was great. Um, But also, we didn't give him any help in the the run game. So um, I I don't know why they didn't call in the quarterback sneaks. Now, the other thing, too, let's think about this. Now, you know who else was having a great game, but he did get kind of injured, was uh, Eric Gilbert. If we could have gotten him the ball in that last series or put him in the game and throw, throw the ball up to him and see what happens. No one could cover that kid. So I think that would have been another good play. So instead of one of the run plays, maybe put Eric Gilbert in the game and and throw it up, and maybe he can jump over a defender and catch the ball.
2: Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. Coming back after the break, college football scoreboard. Still plenty to talk about. We're even going to talk about some NFL news because it's worthy And it's it's right here in New Orleans and and certainly in the NFC South. So we'll get to some of that as well. If you want to jump in our conversation, 504-260-1870. Call us on our mortgage, financial, talk, and text lines. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Catching you up on other games in college football. Number one, Clemson taking care of business against Syracuse. Into the third quarter, Clemson leads Cuse 34-21 in the fourth quarter Nebraska trailing number 5 Ohio State 38 to 17 number 23 NC State has the football but they're down big on the road to number 14 North Carolina 38 to 13 they just scored a touchdown pending the extra point should be 38 to 14 Kansas getting crushed by Kansas State yep number 20 Kansas State 55 to 7 the mad hatter hmm
3: well, is he on? Is he coaching from the sideline today? I believe so.
2: I know he had COVID like last week, week and a half. But yeah, I think he's, mm-hmm. I think he's on the mm-hmm. sideline.
3: Georgia. Well, he, did, he did take a major blow. I think Puka Williams decided to forego to remain in the season. Huh?
2: Yep, he did. He did. Yeah. Number twenty-five, Coastal Carolina and Georgia Southern in the fourth quarter, tied at fourteen. Do you know the mascot? Who Coastal Carolina is? Who Herb? It's the
3: what's their mascot? Uh, the 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 uh, the wedding waves. I have no idea. The Chanticleers. Clears. The shant- it's, a it's a rooster. It's a rooster. It's a rooster. Okay, yeah. so it's like a Gamecock, but it's a, ro- it's a, it's a it's called a Chanticleer.
2: Yeah, it's a specific, specific breed of a rooster. Gotcha. gotcha. They're up now 20-14 okay. to 14 over Georgia Southern. Florida Atlantic and Marshall just getting underway. They are scoreless. Number 22, Marshall at home against Florida Atlantic. And, um, Herb, I know this is LSU territory, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust, Tiger Tailgating Show, but some pretty happening news going on in the NFL right now, in particular right here in our own backyard yeah. and in the NFC South. Antonio yeah. Brown is back in the NFL, yeah. and he's with the yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My wow. goodness.
3: That's the hard one. that did a swallow, man. I'm going to tell you. Why is that? I mean, we had our arms wrapped around him last year. I, and I said this, and I think you and I talked about this uh, last year. We, we should have took that chance on him last year and signed him to something and then waited to see what happened. But I understand that, you know, you don't foresee things in the future. But guess what, man? This gives Tom Brady another weapon uh, that he can entrust that's really going to have um, – I, I think he's going he's to want to go out and show everybody what he can do because he, he, you know how he is, first and foremost. He's one of the most skilled receivers in the NFL, period. Um, and then, you know, he holds vendettas against people. So I think he's going to come out firing on all cylinders.
2: Bigger news here in New Orleans um... – Emmanuel Sanders placed on um, COVID-19 protocol list. He tested positive, was symptomatic. So the Saints yep. already were without one receiver. Now they lose Emmanuel Sanders. Mike Thomas not playing this Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. But the bigger news out of Pro Football Talk is uh, this is from Mike Florio saying that the Saints might be willing to listen to offers for Mike Thomas ahead of the trade deadline. Keep in mind, yeah. he just signed a massive contract last year. He would still count $20 million towards next year's salary cap. And $12.6 yeah, salary would come off the books for this year. Both Basically, a net cap hit of $7.4 combined with the $22.65 owed to Drew Brees if he retires. The Saints could be um, in some trouble next year with the cap. But nonetheless... Um, so, and the cap going down, but but I'm I'm really, really intrigued that if this report is true from Mike Florio, that the Saints are willing to look look at options of trading Mike Thomas, that tells you a lot of things that haven't been made public yet. That that supposed fight he had might have been a yeah. little bit worse.
3: Yeah, so I heard that uh, probably five or six days ago, and I didn't think it would be true because like I'm like you. There's got to be something that's going on that has not been made public yet because, Kristen, you know this. You go to you go to practices all the time. Guys fight all the time. They they whether it's an and defense lineman or receiver and a and a cornerback or safety or something or running back and a linebacker. They all fight. every day there's a fight, pretty much some sort of something or a shoving match, a, a, or something. You know what I'm saying? So what exactly transpired for? For one, for them to suspend him when he should have been playing, right, last week, and then now all of a sudden this mysterious uh, hamstring that come up, I, I don't know. It, this is almost this almost seems a little bit deeper than what they're saying. It's got to be, especially with this report from Mike Florio.
2: Yeah, we'll wait and see on that. The trade deadline is um, a little more than ten days nope. away.
3: Now let me ask you this. Let's say they do put him on the trade block and somebody comes up, what do you think is a fair offer for him?
2: Oh, uh, you gotta get a number one pick for him.
3: He's you the best get number receiver one in football. Right, but not only I uh, is what type of would you also ask for some sort of a player that's on I the I guess roster? you
2: could, yeah. But I mean ideally you want a number one pick, maybe even maybe even a third. If you can get a one and a three or a one and a four, you take that. Yeah. Especially yeah. especially if it's one of these, you know, teams that Thinks that they're on the fringe of a playoff berth and yeah. Yeah. And, and you know Mike Thomas might put them over the, over the top. Then you know if they're a fringe team, they may or may not make the playoffs. That means they could end up eight and eight, nine and seven. So you might be picking around fifteen or sixteen. It might, it might be a fifteenth or sixteenth overall selection. Well, we got to get there though. We got to see how how much this might play out um, once once this. Uh, I mean, I, the hamstring injury to me, I, I you know I, I'm I'm sure it's. I guess, real, but it just popped up out of nowhere. All of a sudden, he's got a hamstring along with
3: an ankle injury. And the hamstring came up midweek, too, as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I, I can see it happening. Don't get me wrong, but it, it came up right as they were saying he wasn't going to, you know, whatever. Because they're still showing it as an ankle injury slash hamstring. Which one is it?
2: Uh,
3: I don't know. Good question. <laughs>
2: yeah. Good question. Herb, Tyler, Christian, Garrick, this is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust, Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Herb, you're gonna love this one. A tweet from Br Gridiron. Some NFL insiders believe the Saints could be willing to discuss trade offers for Michael Thomas per at Pro Football Talk. Sean Payton tweeting moments ago insiders on the outside
3: where they belong. <laughs> I guess we're on the outside, but we're trying to get on the inside, right?
2: Well, um, we haven't reported anything. We're just talking about the reports. So, exactly, exactly. So I guess that shows you they're not trading. I don't guess. That well, does show you they're not trading Mike Thomas.
3: Well, here's the thing. The thing about the that whole deal is, first of all, you give him a tremendous amount of money last year, right? And he was, out of all accounts, and you know this just as well as anybody, he was the most model. there was right at some point you never heard anything negative about him until two weeks ago so I don't know what the situation is now sometimes there is a little bit of truth in something so maybe it was a a thought maybe or maybe it was some sort of a inclination if you will Um, and then you know all of a sudden you know and and Sean maybe just trying to make sure he gets people's mind out of that you know what I mean now at the end of the day I don't want Michael Thomas to go anywhere, first and foremost. I think him and Emmanuel Sanders on the field at one time, which we haven't seen really truly yet since game one, I think it would be a force to be reckoned with, um, which would have been nice to also have, uh, you know, Antonio Brown also, but that ship has sailed. But they've got, we've got some new players that are playing very, very well, uh, receivers that are coming on um, that are young guys that we've got, you know, mid rounds or even uh, you know, picked up in the in the free agency or whatnot, um, that I think can actually step up to the plate and play very, very well for us. But I look if Sean can can dispute this and make sure Mike stays, I will be one of the happiest guys in the world. I
2: don't think it's I don't think he's going anywhere just judging by what Sean Payton, the head coach, tweeted. Insiders on the outside where they belong, based on that report of trading Mike <laughs> Thomas. That is vintage right. Sean Payton. In uh, yep. a very, very terse, short, and to the point way of clearing things up. Coming up next hour, Jimmy Smith of Tigerdetails.com, Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick. We are just getting started here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. F- call us on our Mortgage Financial Talk and Text Lines at 504 260 1870. If you've seen TJ Finley play at Ponchatoula, give us your own scouting report. Yeah. What'd you think of him? 504 260 1870. The freshman, a true freshman, will get the start at quarterback under center as Miles Brennan is a little banged up. Herbert Christian, just getting started here on
0: WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.